RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are back at it again for a Tuesday night edition. Excited to be back. Looking forward to checking in and finding out what you've been keeping an eye on and share with you what's happening uh, on the mainstream level. But then we're going to dive a lot deeper and really get to the nitty gritty of what's going on in this uh, crazy environment that we're in. But for those that are new, welcome to the channel. My name is Mike, the host of RT Live Talk. Looking forward to connecting with you guys for so far as. Before I dive any further, let me give it a second. Make sure YouTube alerts a few people. And then as more people come in, uh, don't be afraid to hit the bell ahead of time, the notification bell. I'm sorry, not the notification bell, but the thumbs up button showing your support for the channel. Hopefully that'll help the algorithms because it's amazing how, you know, you can put forth a lot of energy and effort, but yet the algorithms, unfortunately, still have more of a say so than actual uh, value of the content being uh, put out there. But it is what it is. And so uh, but I'm glad you guys are here. So let me dive in via chat. Any new viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat or when the phone lines are open. 313-462-0027 is the number that I would like to have you guys give me a call and let me know what you keep an eye on, as well as share your thoughts on any of the stories I'm going to touch on briefly. And uh, we'll go from there. But before I dive in any further, let me acknowledge a couple of people in the chat do a little maintenance on the back end and then we'll dive into some articles and then I'll try to share my two cents rant less and uh, give you guys a chance to, you know, let your voice be heard. And so it is the people's talk show. All right. So let me check in real quick. We have, okay. We got dude boy. Uh, we got JBW Barlight broker in the building. We got Miss Keenan Haywood in the building. What's up folks. Uh, what else we got here? Barlight broker dude boy. We got Rick Blick is in the building. Uh, New York redneck. What else we got? Kenneth Gibson, Tony B. Just fix it. <laughs> My views, uh, Trump, the Antichrist. Okay. Um, I would never say it's not it's not possible because at this current moment, the way things are just turning out to be in a complete twilight zone type of atmosphere, eh, I wouldn't be surprised. I would just it wouldn't wouldn't catch me by surprise, to say the least. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, let me see here. Keep scrolling. We got Daryl in the building. King D. Just fix. It. Okay, so Simon is here. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Proverbs, classic, priceless. Ed Hammond in the building. Will Smith tuning in. Okay, appreciate everybody. Guys. Appreciate everybody for taking time with uh, to join us. And uh, let's dive right in. So before I do that, um, and of course I want to make sure that there is way more. <laughs> There's way more stories to shine our light on and touch on and, and share our two cents on than we probably actually can cover. But yet I'm curious to find out what things are you keeping an eye on that may not be a mainstream topic. Those are some things that you can bring to the community to shine light on directly. If it's any particular subject matter, perhaps even in your own field uh, of whether it be your career pathway or your hobby or whatnot, that's worth bringing to the attention of everybody else. Please feel free to do so. Would love to uh, find out what's going on. That's how we stay informed and connected. Okay, so let me do a little homework on my side and then we'll dive in. Okay, so for those that might be new, RethinkingTheDollar.com is the home base of the entire program. I share news, articles, videos, crypto, gold, you name it. And then for those that might be new entirely, I encourage you to scroll to the very bottom. And how to unplug from the man monetary matrix is uh, my five steps, my five A's. Awaken, awareness, analyze, act, and assemble. Starting off with awakening. Once you realize that some things that you may not know, it'll lead you to step two, then step three, step four, step five, all the way to where you become a 
member of the community that contributes via articles and your insights or whatnot or your expertise. So that's what we'd like to do over here. So feel free to take the quiz, 10 question quiz average right now, still below 50 percent. But if you're awake and aware, then, of course, you're going to do good. But your average person out there, the ones that have absolutely no understanding what's going on, those are the ones that more than likely score low on the quiz. So uh, it's interesting to see some of the results, but keep it moving. And then tomorrow night, 930 p.m., will be the off air for the Patreon members. So if you want to hang out off air and share your two cents and basically be on screen face to face, hanging out with the community, consider becoming a member of the Patreon gang uh, just by simply supporting the channel monetarily. All crumbs make, you know, add up to make a difference as far as, you know, helping me pay for all this stuff on the back end here. So consider becoming a Patreon member and you'll get notified and join us on screen tomorrow at 930. Okay. For those that want to contribute via articles or just hang out with the community, the social media tab beneath this uh, video here has the link to all the links where Rethinking Dollars is located at. The third one and the fourth one is the most important. We got the email list where you'll get notified directly by me so you won't have to rely upon YouTube. And then the fourth one is a Discord page where you share articles, videos, whoever your favorite commentators that you pay attention to. Feel free to share their stuff in there so we can all stay educated. So. Uh, it's uh, you know, no hating in there, but other than that, it's all love. So feel free to do that. Okay, and then also for those that might be new as well, to make sure you guys are aware that for a limited edition, get your weight up round is still available. And of course, uh, a lot of people are very pleased. You know, throw a thumbs up if you have if you've happened to have purchased one in support of the channel, as well as collecting a fine piece of art. I might say, uh, hit that thumb, show it, show a thumbs up in the chat. I'd be curious to see who you are. But other than that, it's a great opportunity, still available. And of course, it's available until silver prices take off. And once silver prices take off officially, it's going to be taken off for sure. So anyway, let's keep it moving. And so let me uh, check in via chat real quick. Acknowledge a couple more people who might have jumped in. If you're new to the channel, don't be afraid to let your presence be felt. Let us know where you're watching from in the chat. You know, any people down south, out of the country, we would love to welcome you and hear what's going on in your world, wherever you're located at. We got Dread Headlocks. Got the thumbs up. Okay, appreciate that. King D in the building, Faith Parent is with us. Okay, Rick Blick. Okay. All right. So let me dive right in. Let me get right to the nitty gritty. Um, of course, I, I want to make sure I touch on, you know, this current, uh, you know, activity in the, in the metals. <laughs> 2809. We got up to what it says. Uh, we got up to uh, 2864. It just touched it for maybe like two seconds. And then for some reason, they probably sold, I would probably say, you know, 2,000, 3,000. You know, a hundred, you know, three three thousand contracts equating to about one point one hundred million ounces of silver or something crazy like that, which took it from twenty eight sixty four down to at the very low twenty eight oh six. So that's damn near fifty eight cent drop, and then it's been teetering along that spot there. Oh well, we know what time it is. Manipulation is your best friend. Take advantage of whatever you can get your hands on while you can, because there'll come a time one day where you may not be able to get anything. For what that's worth but yet once again it's just a tool to preserve your purchasing power moving ahead and I actually put on the instagram page as a little slogan you know with the idea of the federal reserve note and all currencies being devalued at, a, at, a, at an increasingly fast rate it's good to be able to grab something that preserves purchasing power and put it in your vault today and instantaneously once you get some weight you are pretty much locked in for the long-term benefits of not losing every single thing that you've worked for just because by having that physical element from the earth 
it's going to be needed in some capacity, whether it be for industrial purposes or to go out and sell or buy whatever you need to do when it's time to get that done. So you automatically add purchasing power into your hands the moment you get your weight up. And I was just, it's man, you know, think, think about all the countries that never had a chance to do that because they lost it all. I can name them over and over again, but you know who they are. So it's because of hyperinflation, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's jump, just jump right in topic of the night, main subject matter. Let's dive into it. So, I put this up on a rethinking dollar blog just because you know I had to put together this artwork. You know, it was, it was just I couldn't couldn't resi- couldn't help myself. But this piggybacks off of something that I shared yesterday with uh uh Stanley Drunken Miller, and it's all it, you know, we've all been aware of it, but it really ties together quite well in the fact that and I actually I actually wrote down some notes of things I want to make sure to touch on because I can get carried away in my rants, but Stanley Drunkenmiller basically did a great job of explaining everything with no holes bar. He literally laid it out there saying that because of the Federal Reserve and the policies they've put in place, him and his buddies have been doing extremely well. He said that he's had the best, what do you say, 15 years or close to 15 years that he's ever had in his investing life. And what else has been going on for the last 15 years? Can we say quantitative easing corp? You know, we got the corporate buyback programs that have been very profitable for shareholders, i.e. the billionaire boys, as well as uh, just the Federal Reserve just being, being overly accommodative towards those that are in the boys club or those that are asset owners. Primarily, if you've owned assets, primarily the chosen ones that the Federal Reserve has decided to make sure they keep inflated whether it be real estate, whether it be the equities market, whether it be uh, arts, collections, you, you name it, all those those assets there, if you've owned those, you've done quite well. But for the average Joe, even Stanley Druckenmiller pointed that out, the average Joe, the average Joe. So here's that video here. I really encourage you guys to take a look at this and to it if you have it. But the, the working class, and that's, you know, as the politicians love to say, the middle class. So you got... Politicians say the middle class because that's their campaign slogan of how who they're doing this for. They're doing it for the working class, the middle class. We need to build back better from the middle class out. And the uber wealthy, i.e. Drunken Miller, he calls it the working class. Those are the people that he employs at all of his companies and all of his businesses. He said those are the people who are ultimately considered the poor because they don't own real assets. And so they're the ones that are suffering from this wealth transfer because ultimately, as I've always said before, whoever's closest to the spigot, the Federal Reserve spigot gets the water first. And of course, Drunken Miller and of course, all the boys up here have benefited tremendously because their share prices and their corporations and all their investments have probably 4x, 5x. I don't, I don't even know, but they are, I don't want to say I saw some numbers out there. They are two, damn near $2 trillion or so richer in the last year and a month. And so I say all that to basically lay out the idea that, you know, it's not a matter of what they say is watch what they do. And so the billionaires are steadily taking chips off the table right now. And of course those chips are me, those chips I'm referring to happen to be stonks, (laughs) overly priced shares of corporations that, you know, the average worker may not necessarily know if they own or not because it's all tied up in some portfolio asset manager for you. But these individuals here, they own majority shares, if not more, in a lot of corporations. And they're just basically taking some chips off the table. And so that leads me to wonder why exactly are they taking some chips off the table? Multiple reasons. And even in this article here, it hints at to some of those options. But 
I'll just thumb through some numbers for you real quick. And so it talks about CEOs and billionaires start to head to the exits quite uh, quicker than usual at the tail end of a 13-year bull market. Jeff Bezos and Google co-founder Sergey Brin are just two well-known names that have been unloading Wall Street casino stocks. Bezos, he just sold $6.7 billion shares just this year, $6.7 billion. His net worth is $191 billion. Larry uh, Elson uh, sold $7 million. Oracle shares, which is equates to 552 million. And then Mark Zuckerberg dumped 1.87 billion. Uh, Zoom co customer co communications founder, 1.75. CrowdStrike CEO, 250 million. Charles Schwab, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, money managers out there, sold 192 million worth. And it goes on and on and on. But what really caught my attention here is one of the reasons why I think that a lot of people are just, you know, putting some off the table, taking some profits early <laughs> because Joe Biden's incoming, incoming, incoming tax hikes may have also propelled some of the ultra rich to rethink holding on to their stocks. And so we know that uh, a part of this whole build back better plan is to basically tax the hell out of everybody. And they're going to use the wealthy is what they're selling it to the public. But ultimately, what they're looking to do is to try to get back some of those gains, supposedly. But this is all a part of the destruction of our economy. And so some of the wealthy are definitely taking profit. And the second point I would want to probably add into it is the fact that they recognize something's coming. So over the last couple of days, especially the markets have been very volatile. And so, you know, those swings, you know, one percent, two percent, a couple hundred points here and there. Those swings equates to probably, you know, 10, 20, 50 million dollars for these people on the table over here. And so they're like, hey, you know, like, we, you know, something's choppy. We got taxes coming. They're more than likely we, we know our companies are heavily overpriced as far as the P.E. ratios at all time highs. So it's time to take some off. And then also we have the the, the the reality setting in that things are probably drying up again. And we talked about this last night as far as the, the liquidity spigot is not is, is not gushing out as much funds as needed to keep up with all of this debt that's imploding as the Federal Reserve flights fights deflation. And so this is just you know some things worth keeping an eye on. I got more to add to this. Let me go and go and touch on that real quick. And so I was thinking about based upon what Drunken Miller mentioned about the working class. And so he was saying the poor, i.e. the working class. And I remember, you know, doing one of the wise talks, you know, was it last year when we had everybody together. And I think George Gammon brought up the idea that when you think about the idea of investing, investing was always sold to us is that you just take your hard earned capital, you put it to work for you. And over time, it'll grow with compound interest. You'll end up being better off and you'll live happily ever after when you retire. But nobody ever factored in monetary and fiscal policy colliding right now the way that it has, where you got basically zero percent interest rates at a time where the markets are juiced up because of the Federal Reserve. And so, I've always, as I've always said, investing has turned into gambling. So that's why it's easy for me to say that Wall Street Casino of stonks is because the only people who are truly inside of the stock markets and dependent upon the stock market for a long period of time happens to be the working class. It happens to be the middle class, those that, you know, automatically receive those deductions out of their, you know, income statements or whatnot into those accounts. Those are the people who are left holding the bag or whatever, or the IO, IOU, IO nothings, because the smart money, they've been exiting. I've been talking about this for several years now. The uber wealthy, they've been taking chips off the table at an increasingly steady rate for the last several years they've been this whole boom in the equities markets they've been pulling chips off the table the entire time but yet who's left holding the bag it's the average 
person who's not aware of the fact that Wall Street is no longer an investment vehicle. It's a casino flat out. And if you're not actively more than likely trying to, unfortunately, this is my opinion, it's not financial advice, but unless you're a trader where you're getting in, getting out, taking advantage of the dips and take, taking advantage of all this liquidity and you're trying to buy and hold in something that is basically rigged against you, you're not going to beat the casino. Just just keep it at that. And Wall Street is a casino nowadays because the big boys taking chips off the table. They're basically suckering all this, as they would say. I don't, I don't mean to say this, but the dumb money in. We got the Robinhood apps. We got all these new platforms via apps where zero trading fees, zero this, zero that. They're just taking in your stimulus checks, taking in all your currency. And unless you're actively watching your own stuff, doing what you know how to do, if you know how to do it, yeah, you unfortunately going to be on the losing side because once this market corrects again, I don't think it's going to bounce back in a traditional format because they're going to have to once again, four hundred, you know, two, three, four, five, six trillion just to get it back to where it's at now. I think Dow's what thirty three thousand, thirty four thousand, but then it's going to take off the forty five thousand, and of course those people there they still got some skin in the game. They're going to profit, so the recovery will not benefit you in nominal terms. Because the purchasing power of those same share prices <laughs> will not be what uh, what 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 you think it might be. But anyway, let me stop ranting. The thunder sound says Biden gave a very hard sell on the electric Ford F one fifty today. Yeah, so he was in my in my city. I did not watch it whatsoever. I wasn't really interested in seeing much about it. But yet, it's just his political spiel trying to just show that you know that's a part of his American Rescue Plan jobs and green energy. Yeah, but I also saw a video where there's a, a city in France. There's a city in France that has pretty much turned their entire public workers vehicles and in, into electric vehicles. And the batteries and whatever brand that is, is going belly up to where the, the batteries are no good. The cars are leaking and it's a field full of those electric vehicles. And according to the information shared, the cars are no longer usable because the, to replace the batteries costs more than the actual car itself. And them things are literally like turning to landfill. So I don't think going green is going to be as energy and cost effective as they want to sell it to us as. But it's all about them making profit. So everything that they're trying to steer us into, they've already been early adopters and they've already been early shareholders in those companies that they're going to provide the government funds to. So I never trust those people. And so here's something else worth talking about. This is kind of why, you know, we're in the position where we're in now where. The uber wealthy gets wealthier because they've been subsidized because of the government. It says U.S. billionaires boost their wealth by 40 percent during this current crisis. So literally all these individuals that I show in the Billionaire Boys Club, they've gotten 40 percent wealthier or give or take. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's just what it is. And then here's something else. Uh, the top reason why Americans abroad want to dump their U.S. citizenship and a lot of this has to do with taxes. <laughs> and so just to give you an idea, it says nearly one in four American expatriates say that they are seriously considered or planning on to ditch their U.S. citizenship. A survey from Green Expat Tax Services finds about nine million U.S. citizens are living abroad. More than four out of 10 would, would renounce citizenship, says due to burden of filing U.S. taxes. So you got the uber wealthy pulling off the table early to avoid the increase in capital gains tax and whatever else they try to tax. And then you got people who have currency living abroad. They're saying they, they're ready to get rid of, a, uh, get rid of their uh, citizenship. Then here's another one here. I thought this was interesting. Argentina bans meat exports for 30 days in an attempt to curb inflation. 
So I think inflation now, 50%, 60% in Argentina. And so the government, whatever the government suggests something, it's bound to fail. So it, whatever this is won't work. <laughs> so they're trying to slow inflation down by keeping their meat inside, which basically means they can't sell it or export it out and uh, actually get a chance to earn some revenue for their country. So eh, that makes doesn't make sense. And then on the last thing here, and I'll start ram rambling. Here's something that caught my attention. It's very alarming. Somebody put this in a discourse. A lot of these came from discord. It says uniform troops go to bars and 7-Eleven in Dallas to randomly, you know, provide a jab for the younger crowd. And so here we got a video of what looks like soldiers on a Friday night with gloves on and a mask on. They're walking around saying, hey, does anybody want to participate? We have free jabs out in the car. Come on outside. We'll jab you. And it doesn't take much of a conspiracy theorist to kind of see where this might end up going as far as just having military troops out on the streets in your city, roaming around, coming up to you, asking you like, no, if I wanted, I would have already gotten it. There's no reason now why people couldn't have already participated if they wanted to, because it's every on every corner now you can actually go participate. And so what this is, is their attempt to slowly but surely ease like this, this guy's walking around. And so what happened to keeping that stuff at negative 70 degrees temperature? You know what I'm saying? So when you have people in uniform walking around providing service <laughs> directly to you, that lets me know that that's their desperate attempt to try to really condition us to seeing military on the streets so that we don't pay no attention and they're there to help us type of thing. But what happens once everybody has made their final decision that they're not going to participate and then how will that all change? I will be one. I'd be one. I, it doesn't take a genius to figure out how that will play out. But anyway, people, enough of me ranting. Um, what do you want to touch on? Any subject, let's touch on it. Keep it clean. Let's have fun. Give me a call and let's talk about it or just highlight in the chat there what you are, you know, want to touch on and we can do that. And so I just highlight, I rethink a dollar and definitely pull it up here. And so since uh, Thundersound mentioned, uh, Biden and Ford. Let me actually pull that up here. And then I'll actually, because I didn't get a chance to hear anything you said, but me knowing whenever he talks, as well as any other politician, they're all just jawboning, man. They're all just selling wolf tickets, as we call it. And so here's just the first article that pops up here. This says, car guy Joe Biden took his spin in the new electric power Ford F-150 Lightning during a trip to Michigan to sell his $2 trillion infrastructure plan. So uh, we got Joe right there <laughs> trying to sell it. So he's literally going on a probably around the country trying to really promote all that green stuff. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it, it has to pass. Some capacity of it has to pass because we need more fiscal. They need more fiscal spending in order to keep this bubble inflated because the Federal Reserve has kind of ran their course. It's not much left in the gas tank for those guys directly. All right. So Worldwide Emergency says we are witnessing the collapse of an empire. There is no stopping this. Karma is a you know what. Uh, very true. Very true. All right. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, it's Barlight Broker from the Internet. Yes, sir. How you doing, my man? Doing great. What's well, so your mind? When does this greed stop? Uh, it does not stop until the party is, until, until, as they say, until the until the printer stops going. Brr. <laughs> yeah, Man, it's not stopping. You, can you imagine having that much money, the things that you could change in this world? 
Uh, you could do a lot of good. And I would imagine those people, they probably have done a little good, but not enough because they're part of the whole conspiracy club to try to do all of us harm ultimately. So, but yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> they, they all belong to the synagogue of Satan pretty much. Okay. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, I don't, I can't, I can never wrap my, my uh, head around how someone like uh, Warren Buffett, who mm-hmm. looks the guy's 90 years old, mm-hmm. doesn't need a penny, yeah. doesn't spend any money, yeah. $200 suits, drives the Buick, yeah. and uh, he needs more money. Well, that money is going to come out of someone else's mouth. Yeah, but very people, true. People look up to him and revere him for that. I despise him for it. I can't. But be like me wanting, you know, like, 8,000 semis filled with beer, even though I could never drink it. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I agree, but it also... Never, it never stops, and people people do. They look up to that. Now, yeah. I don't get it. I, you know, it's everyone's goal to be wealthy. That means having something and not having to worry. But this stuff where these guys get so much money that, you know, they yeah. can buy countries. Yeah. That's yeah. not cool. Not at all. But, I mean, it is what it is because a lot of those individuals, at this point of their careers, they consider it a game. And so it's more so how how and what else can they accomplish to add to their trophy shelf as far as them playing the game. And the game is not necessarily about the money, I don't think. It's about power and greed and influence, which is, you know, comes when you, you know, hit your certain, you know, benchmarks, I guess, for some people. But you know, it's not. It's no longer about the money, for sure. I'd imagine it's about the, just a just a pure opportunity to say you won, whatever your measuring sticks are. So, but yeah. Well, think about this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the rapper? I don't know any songs that he sings, but his name's Akon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Akon. And he City. like. I guess he he brought power to like half of Africa or something. Yeah. Yeah. And look. He's not even close to being rich compared. People don't realize when I when I'm saying rich, these people have like five hundred trillion dollars of gold in bank vaults. Yeah. That's not including their assets. Yeah. You know? Very true. Very I true. Mean, it's it's not even realistic. It's more than anyone could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you for sharing your thoughts, my friend. And, uh, yeah, they're going to keep doing what they do. So hopefully you, we're, we're able to see their steps and duplicate it in some capacity and get our weight up and better prepare ourselves for our, hopefully a brighter future as well. So appreciate you calling, man. You know man. what I'm going to keep doing, Mike? What's that? I'm going to keep buying gold chains and I'm going to keep bar, buying bar lights and I'm going to keep buying ammunition. Hey, I hear you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Be good. Later. Yeah. Hello, caller. What's name? Where you calling from? Mike, calling from Oakland. How you doing? TB, doing good, man. What's going? What's, what's going on with you? Man, I, I'm gonna have to get a rant of my own going. Okay. I mean, where, where's the flight of safety? The flight is market. Uh-huh. Men is market. Aren't free market. Bonds are at zero. Yeah. Yields are one point six five. Yeah. Stuck at seventeen eighteen hundred. Yeah. Silver's, silver's been twenty seven dollars for the past year. Yeah. If Facebook, Google, in front of Congress three times a year and still their stock goes up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you look at GameStop. Yeah. You know, there's that a company that was $19 for years, mm-hmm. years. And on January 11th, it turned out to be a $500 stock in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Managed markets. Bitcoin. 
Yeah. You know, everybody thought they had a had a gold mine in Bitcoin. Yeah. And now it it, it went from sixty thousand and and to forty four thousand in less than a week. And actually, as you're speaking, it just turned forty thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> How much is that related to the uh, the tech stocks? I'm wondering. Mm. They need to overlay that. Yeah, it, it, it's correlated very well. Like, you know, they, they've done some overlay. I've seen a lot of people do the overlays, and it correlates very well. And so a lot of people are saying, somebody's what said yesterday that, you know, being that it was tax season, a lot of people had to sell off some things to get liquid to pay taxes, yada, yada, yada. So typically Bitcoin does dip around tax season type of thing when tax day comes. So it could that could be one of many other factors. But, yeah. Yeah, but Tesla's trash. Yeah, yeah. NFT's gone trash. SPAC turned trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Financial products are trash. Play, Elon says it's, it's ETH and Dogecoin. Yeah. And, and in six months' time, where is that going to be? It's going to be XRP. <laughs> Dogecoin will be $2 in a couple, couple weeks. Watch. <laughs> and it's amazing how, 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 remember how Trump used to move the markets and he, he just talked about how good the Dow, the Dow was and he moved that Dow, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred points a day. Yeah. And then uh, they, they get him out of there and now it's all, all of a sudden Elon Musk and, and, and the, the NFTs and, uh-huh. and dog coins and ridiculous got us running around in circles. We moved from one, we moved, we moved from one crisis. Uh-huh. To another without even without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. But we, we, at this point, we're used to it. It's the twilight zone. It's this monetary twilight zone. Nothing makes sense. Everything's upside down. And so, what the billionaires doing? They're taking profits and they're putting it to use. They're diversifying into real tangible things as well. So, mimic what they do and try to smile you know, and enjoy your life. Doing, huh? Their dependence is is for us to remain ignorant. For that them true. to remain in power. That helps. And then the government subsidizing you as well helps. If you have if the market corrects a little bit, the government's gonna come in and bail you out. So at some point the Federal Reserve's no, gonna come in. The richest country is though. Okay. I mean, you, you know, uh that uh, uh what's his name? Hey, so Zuckerberg, he's richer than most than most of the countries out there. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And and when you when you talk about crashing dollar and crashing systems and USA's falling, mm-hmm. man, we got a long way to go before that happens. Yeah. Well, hey, man, let me get some more calls, and I appreciate you for sharing your insights, boss. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Give me a call. Let's talk. I'm curious to hear what else is going on. Missed a couple calls there. And so let me try to get as many calls as possible. So let's try to get some quick thoughts in there, if you guys don't mind. And so we can try to get as much as possible. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, what's going on, man? It's Crypto Chicago. Crypto Crown, How you doing, man? What's on your mind tonight? And like just a couple things, man. Two things mainly, man. Yeah. So I was watching a fire, what's it called? Uh, a Hollow Hangout episode number three with Eric Carson, Robert Breelove, John oh. Bellis, and American Hollow. Okay. And I believe it was uh, maybe Eric Carson who brought the story, man. Mm-hmm. And then we think, because again, like I said, with these, the new paradigm, man, it's not about the money. It's not about the greed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to come. When you figure out the money's going to come. Yeah. But one, and, and one of the examples that, he brought up made me think of you great okay okay but he basically described a description of somebody who has come upon a new technology or mm-hmm. something that is you know alien to those around them now i, I had to ask you a question mike it made mm-hmm. me think of a question i was hoping you didn't show tonight yeah mike <clears throat> you're very religious myself also mm-hmm. mike if you saw jesus during the time of jesus mm-hmm. It's a serious question. Would you be a Jesus advocate? Um, 
I would imagine. So, so it's not just a yes or no type answer on my part, unfortunately. So, I would imagine, you know, if 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 I was drawn towards him, because once again, you can only you know receive Christ if you're drawn or if you're called. So, if I was drawn to him, and I hope I would have been able to be faithful enough to stick around with the twelve. So, I would like to say yes, because I saw and noticed some things different that nobody else on on earth was doing. So, I've definitely been drawn to that. And we continue just by saying, like you say, with this, this with that, right? Mm-hmm. So you say you probably would and everything like that. Do you understand that a lot of people weren't drawn to him because a lot, of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people weren't drawn to him because a lot of his ideas were seen as alien, Radical. were seen as out the box, were Correct. seen as uh, Last abnormal. Price. Yeah, yeah. Now, in, in the day and age, right now, today, mm-hmm. Mike, and you know, you kind of go back and forth and understand. You kind of like in the middle. You kind of mm-hmm. like diversifying things like that. Mm-hmm. But we have Bitcoin. Yeah, I, you know, I wanted. I don't want to compare Bitcoin to Jesus because I don't want it to be a blasphemous thought yeah. process. <laughs> but I do want it to be, you know. But I do want it to be a thing where we shouldn't be examining the future. The future is unknown. Mm-hmm. Too many black swan events. Too many uh, variables. Too many things that can happen in the future. But I look towards the past mm-hmm. for more enlightenment on the, the future. Yeah. And that's one of the things that when he he didn't bring up Jesus because you know. Many people aren't spiritual or sitting yeah. in that space. But when I hear that, that made me think of that. Yeah. It made me think about all those people who said, crucify him, crucify him, yeah. crucify him. And all those people, what he said, he said, you know what? I forgive y'all, mm-hmm. for y'all know not what y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> so when I think of, you know what I'm saying? So listen. Yeah, so, okay. I see where you're so going. I take that metaphor. Uh, I take that metaphor into the crypto space. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just, they don't know. Right. We don't know. It's so new. It's the ideas are so new. They sound pure. Yeah. They sound like something that will bring us to like his, like his, like his testimony. Like, like when he went around talking, it yeah. sounded like the same. When he kicked over all the monuments and everything in the museum yeah. and said, "No, no, no, no." It's not big. Hey, <laughs> Listen, well, He went into the financial situation hey. with all them people and kicked over everything. Yeah. And said, "No, y'all not doing it right." Yeah. Well, hey, watch this. I, I, I get where you're going. I appreciate you for, you know, using that symbolism to try to get to your point about they don't know. They, forgive them because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but let me get some more calls in, man. I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> all right. All right. Be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me get some more calls in. Let me try to get this going. I got too many calls calling at one time. All right. So, all right. I had too many calls at one time. Give me a call back. Let's talk. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep things relatively short, but all right. So give me a call. Phone lines are open. Um, and so, yeah, let's try to get some thoughts in, but keep them short as we can if possible. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? We called from. Give me a quick thought. Hey, Mike. Joe from Marina. How you doing? Doing good, my friend. How you doing? Give me something quick, if you don't mind. Okay, a couple things quick. First mm-hmm. of all, I was wrong about Bitcoin, and it all depends on catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. I think they can use Bitcoin instead of platinum or palladium in them. So there is a use case for Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say and so. And the other thing is, this is kind of wild, but yeah. uh, just food for thought. Mm-hmm. Remember Paul Krugman years ago said the best thing that could ever happen would be an alien invasion? But mm. not a real one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it sounds like they're preparing for that <laughs> to save our economy. Yeah. All this alien crap that's going on, and hey, his thought was, oh, we'll all prepare for an alien invasion, spend a bunch of money, but there won't be a real one. They followed every other stupid thought this guy's had. <laughs> Very true, man. And speaking of which, I'm going to actually put something on the screen here. And so let me show, I'll put it up. Okay, finish your thought if you don't mind. Nah, that was it. Just throwing out a couple of things. And of course, the Bitcoin people will fall for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you calling in, man. Okay, take care. <laughs> All right, be good. Yeah. All right, good call. So here's a, something about UFOs. So this is uh, this past Sunday, May 16th. It's uh, 60 Minutes. And it says, Navy pilots describe encounters with UFOs. And so once you have a story that's become a 60-minute story on UFOs, that's when you know we're officially in the Twilight Zone. Because from this point on, there. so I didn't see this yet, but I just thought I would share this. But this is a 60-minute, so I'm assuming this is the pilot here, and he's sharing his encounter with UFOs. So what does that mean? That means there's extraterrestrial life inside those UFOs, more than likely. Hello, caller. What's name are you calling from? Yo, Mike, I got through. I'm, I'm Joe from California. Joe from California. How you doing, my friend? What's in your mind? Give me a quick thought. Hey, do, doing good. I just wanted to I just wanted to tell you guys here, all you guys listening, you know what, what really blows my mind here? What's that? Uh, that, that we fight over oil. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Energy is free. The science is there. Mm-hmm. And it's free. The, techno- the technology is there. Mm-hmm. There's so many different sources of free energy. Yeah. And here we are. Blowing each other up. It's ridiculous. I just maybe maybe I could hear your thoughts on all that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, Go ahead. it's free energy. Energy is free. The dude, a dude in Australia made a crazy like, mm-hmm. a motor that could it it uh, makes five times more energy than it uses. Yeah. Um, there's different energy sources like um, like condensers that yeah. change gas like gas exchange it makes energy yeah. free free energy everywhere all kinds of different yeah the heat the heat motor yeah the heat motor is a big one that one's like makes plasma energy like, yeah and we're, we're stupid we're we're all here destroying each other when yeah energy's free and we just need to move on yeah but think about this you know it's about greed and corruption so energy is free to sun the sun is the ultimate source of energy that's been able to be harnessed and used to power anything but it's about control and so the whole petrodollar system has been able to go for so long because of energy i.e oil so now it looks like the elites are tired of and they're probably realizing that the easy access to oil is becoming more difficult so now they're trying to spin us off into this green new deal of you know carbon free emissions and all this other stuff but it's a big hoax in and of itself because it's all about profit once again, because it won't be free for us. It's going to be a tax to us and they're going to further enslave us by telling us what we can and cannot do in our own homes because we emit too much energy. You, we create too much carbon and all that crap. If you're going to do that, we're going to, you're going to pay for it via yeah. taxation. So it's all a part of the game, man. So it's free, but it's not meant for us to be enjoyed as free because they want to continue to tax us. That's a part of their plan. <laughs> hey, sad world. It, it, very it, much. It's crazy. Hey, man. Appreciate you calling, hey. my friend. Hey, rock and roll. Be good. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah, good stuff. All right, phone lines are open. Give me a call. Let me uh, acknowledge the super chat real quick uh, from Silver Fruits. It says, RTD, which one would you rather have, diamonds or gold? Which one is more valuable? The uh, beers pumped up the market with worthless diamonds. I'd rather own pure gold. 
silver fruits. I personally uh, would rather also possess the chemical element known as gold as well, just because of the wealth preservation aspect. The fact that it is money, you know, historically, it's always been money. Diamonds, I've always been more so it's been used as a bartering tool, but it doesn't have the monetary properties needed to make it a substantial use of a currency. And so I would just rather have diamonds around my neck or something and as well as uh, valuable assets to hold on to. But given a choice, you give me a nice rock of a gold or right nice diamond. Uh, depending on how many carrots and diamond, I might take the diamond, but I would prefer to go. So, <laughs> but I appreciate the love offer, my friend. All right, let me get to see the missing all these calls. All right, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, it's a little blood pressure. You got my call. LBP, what's going on, man? Give me some quick. All right, quickly. Well, um, mining stocks are not going to save you, Mike. When the hyperinflation hits, mm-hmm. the mining stocks are going to be. No one's going to want them. Who are you going to sell them to when, when, when everybody wants gold and food? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let those miners trick you. And miners only pay in dollars. They don't pay in, and they could piss away their company. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very true. And so watch this. So let me acknowledge this. LB4, I appreciate the love offering. And that crypto dip is tempting. But here's the thing. So here's the thing that I'm realizing with uh, just dipping, dabbling in the uh, mining space is that it's not about preservation. It's about profiting. And so in the short term, like right now, miners are heavily undervalued and they're the primary source for bringing gold and silver and everything else above out of the ground. And so I think in in a short time frame, the amount of gains you can probably receive off of the share prices will do you wonders. But then you don't buy it and hold on to it as if it's going to be a permanent ongoing basis because the governments will probably come in and nationalize it. So you that's something you literally are just you're speculating to profit off of it to probably then get physical and then get the hell out of Dodge would be my way of looking at it. So it's not something you hold on to and try to pass your grandkids because the mines will be nationalized. So I don't think nobody's going to be enjoying the fruits of that. That's a good play, Mike, but you can't, you're not going to be able to tie. I don't mean you. I mean, most yeah. people. Right. I, I know I'm not. Right. By the time you time it and, and, the, and the, the gold price skyrockets, if Eric's not going to let go of their gold, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to want to sell it. Everybody's going to be running for gold at the same time. Yeah. I don't know, Mike. It, it, That's very true. It's, but, it's, it's fun to play with, but yeah. you know, be serious about your weight. Yo, so yeah, so no doubt. So there's definitely a there's a definitely a this has to be a strategy, I believe, behind your investment strategy. And that's purely just a investment opportunity for those that want to dive deeper into getting exposure to the source of your weight. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's a long term play myself, but a lot of people recommend it because it's been something that has been profitable through these cycles that come about the boom and bust cycles. They when thing when the markets are high. You know, stock, uh, gold mining, expression companies—they suck. But when the reverse on the other foot, when gold and silver takes off, then the miners and all that stuff do well. So they try to profit and they get out and they do they do it again. So it's like they just recycle the funds in and out. So. <laughs> yeah, well, one last thing, man. You don't yeah. even own the stock, Mike. You own a promise of a brokerage that you own a stock. So yeah. I don't know, Mike. That's, hey, not, that's not good for me. It's a claim. It's a I owe nothing at the end of the day. So <laughs> I, I do agree. Everything's so. an I owe nothing. Exactly. All right, Mike. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you. My call. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And speaking of which, tomorrow uh, I have an opportunity to speak with, uh, was it a silver? I think it's uh, Gold One uh, uh, Mining Company. So I personally, I, I'm doing my best to try to educate myself on this space because – 
I like the idea of being able to get into something that is correlated to what I preach, which is the idea of getting your weight up. So I got, if I got first dibs or something that's heavily undervalued, you know, I may not mind dropping some crumbs in there. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. Casey calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Casey from Fort Worth. How you doing, my friend? Good, good, good. Hey, Mike. Uh, with all the stuff going on in Israel and all these wars and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I personally think we should pray for you know reform with Israel and, mm. and for them to repent and stuff like that. Mm. And, you yep. know, on Acts, Acts seven verse forty-three, it says right there that that star is Remphim, which is Moloch, satanic. Yeah. And I know, I know for a fact it's in the book of Amos. I saw the verse, the chapter on top of my head. Mm-hmm. I think. It's Amos 4 or something. Yeah. Anyways, Amos 4, it says the same thing. It says that star is satanic. Yeah. And, you know, with Israel, you know, it says you know them by their fruits. And, yeah. You know, with with what the, how they treat America, how they sell our secrets to to China and all that stuff, how yeah. they use us and how they're trying to take God away out of the picture, mm-hmm. it says who they are pretty much. So what? how should, as a Christian, how do you think we should, or how, like, I pray for their repentance. Right. Like that. How do you? What do you think the average Christian should, how they should look towards it? Because, you know, it says in the end that it's Bible prophecy and it's God's will. But at the yeah. same time, crucifying Jesus was also Bible prophecy. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, what is the Christian's, what, what should you think their true attitude towards this? All right, man, great question. And I, I'm kind of glad you hinted on that because, like, literally earlier today, I was actually, you know, just off, off your, heavily related, but I was actually in the in the pool, you know what I'm saying, doing a little exercise, and I literally asked the Holy Spirit, you know, who or what do you want me to pray for? And the word Jerusalem, you know, is what came to me, came to my consciousness. And I'm like, wow, like really? So like, you know, I'm thinking about like, maybe perhaps it's time for really start praying for that region, just because it is the epicenter of the Bible itself. And so as far as, you know, how, what, where, I don't know. That's why I rely upon the Holy Spirit to kind of give me guidance and, you know, unction in my, in my spirit to exactly how to pray that out. But um, definitely praying for the Middle East and for the nation of Israel. And of course, there's, there's different variations and versions of what we call Israel. There's the biblical version. Then, of course, there's the the hijacked version, i.e. Rothschild hijacked version. And so there's many different sects of it, but yet ultimately God, those are God's chosen ones according to the Bible. And so it is our responsibility to pray for that nation because that is the epicenter of where everything, all this spiritual warfare is about that small little region called Israel. So uh, I think every believer in Christ should be praying because we are also inheritors of the promise along with them. And if it wasn't for their disobedience, then we personally wouldn't have the opportunity of grace through faith. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's a hell, it all happened for a reason. And so I'm very grateful that they were disobedient so that I could come into the faith of believing in Jesus Christ so that our future is bright in Christ. But I think every believer should be praying for the nation of Israel in particular because that if they're especially as a believer in Christ, that is the epicenter of everything that's going to go down in Revelations. Like that region is going to be a hot, hot mess. But if Christ is the victor, so we know how that ends. So. What do you think about all this stuff? Like, send, you know, you always see this stuff on TV, so send the money and stuff mm. like that. Do you think we should have that type of attitude towards mm. them? Or? I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. think, I, I don't know if we should do that. Yeah, I, I'm sketchy. I'm sketchy. I personally, because there's so many money grabs because of whatever. But And just from what I've gathered, a lot of those companies and those institutions, those, you know, nonprofits, the funds don't even make it back. They spend so much in overhead and special interests and at the end of the day, you don't know where the funds go. I feel, you know, if you have, you know, through your church or if you 
have opportunity to connect with sources that are right there on the ground, that'd be better than just going off something on TV saying, well, they, 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 they love showing those kids are sad and, you know, starving and stuff like that yeah. and say, just send us $5 a month. You can feed a child. I'm like, uh, yeah, but I, but I do sponsor a kid with compassion international. So that's a program I've been a part of. And it's, it's, it's a, a Rwandan uh, young girl, but you know, that's something I believe is, you know, reaching it's, it's end goal. So but that's just me, but Hey, appreciate the thoughts, man. Thank you, man. You're doing a good, good job, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. All you do. Thank you. Be good. Hello, caller. What's name? Where you calling from? I'm Mike Ed from Columbus. Ed from Columbus. How you doing, my friend? What's on your mind? I just want to uh, give a quick little uh, situation. I was in a uh, buddy of mine went to buy ten ounces of gold, and you know that's not a very big stack. Maybe you know two inches high. Yeah, not even. And he all he had could get from the bank was twenty dollar bills, and the man had to count them, and it was one thousand. $20 bills for this little pile of gold. Mm-hmm. And and when he, he, he took it and when it kind of filtered out, when I went all smashed down, it filled up the shoebox. And I said, that money is almost worthless <laughs> compared to gold. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not my experience, and it just seems so real when you see it like that. Yeah, and, and I'd imagine that it, it, at some point it's going to come that feeling of relief to be able to hand somebody paper and get something back that has a lot more value to you because you're awake and aware and you know where the future is probably heading so where it's a privilege to be able to get rid of the paper and like hey take you if you still want this here take it you can have it give me that good stuff right there so i'd imagine a lot of people who are it's definitely the silver squeeze movement and stuff like that people are excited like i see people posting their stacks on on uh on uh on social media and people are actually excited to get rid of paper, man. And that's a good thing, man. That's why, you know, how it get your weight up is, you know, it's it's still a, it's still a part of the equation. <laughs> yeah, probably probably doesn't make a lot of good sense, but it's almost like monopoly money to me anymore. You know, throw yeah. around a little bit, see where see what you get. <laughs> hey, what do you think about the June twenty eighth date with your guest? Uh, is that all real? Is yeah, that real deal for you? It, it's 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 definitely it's definitely informative, and it's definitely possible. It, it's. It's entertaining to say the least because the game is so rigged, and the fact that the Basel Cabal threw this out, you know, a couple years ago, they knew the timing of everything they wanted to see go down, and so I don't think it's going to cause. It don't. I don't think it's going to cause as much damage as we hope it does because, mind you, this is all, in my opinion, an orchestrated plan, from the whole health event to the response. To the you know the financial side of things, to the stimulus, to the cute you know the monthly payments is coming for parents in July. That's all scripted. So this Basel three, you know, it seems good on the surface, but I wouldn't hold my breath waiting on silver to go to fifty dollars on the 29th of June. You know, so that's just my thought. All right, Mike. Hey, I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate you adding a lot more of the spiritual um, content to your show. Appreciate you. Thank you. Mike. Thank you, my man. Be good. Yeah, so that's just my two cents, man. That's my two cents. But anyway, people, it's time to get ready to dial back with that fifty-minute mark. And I got, I, of course, I always got more I can rant on, but I'm not. I'm going to spare you guys that. But anyway, back at it tomorrow for those that are still tuned in. You know, I encourage you guys to, especially for my my bold and courageous people out there that want to actually, you know, get more of a rant off your chest because a lot of people, you know, it's hard to get a lot of calls in, so we're, we're restricted to time. But tomorrow nights we usually go, you know, hour and a half, two hours, and it's free flow, so everybody got the mic. 
And so for those that are interested, if you want to, I would encourage you to become a member of the Patreon gang, which basically is your way of just stepping up your support of the channel beyond just the viewership. It's actually you joining via monetarily contributing, contributing to the movement here, which goes a long way to help me keep things moving. But for those that are interested tomorrow night, you know, we're going to be active. So become a member. You can join us with no problems anyway. So with that being the case, get ready to dial back. want to make sure you guys are aware of the fact you still can get your weight up. The first and only get your weight up coin. You see the scale there. Metal sitting low and paper sitting high. That's how it goes, people. But anyway, with that being the case, about to get ready to dial back. And so I want to make sure I close off on the, on, on the good note with some good news. And you guys know what I'm talking about for my believers out there. And, in, and even if you're not a believer, stick around because it's one of the things where it wasn't it won't hurt. You know, it's all about just, you know, simply being open minded towards the idea that perhaps we all need uh, something greater than ourselves and our own abilities because we're limited. We're human. You know, I'm very I'm prone to make a lot of mistakes. But yet because of grace. And the fact that I've been saved through grace, I'm able to get back up and get back on a horse without having the feeling of condemnation because there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. And that's what the good word says. So anyway, people, I want to end on a good note. And as I mentioned earlier from the caller that uh, mentioned about what should Christians do. And so that there's, you know, there's a lot of things that I can, I'm going to get into in the future. But for those that believe in Christ, if you believe in Christ and you're already You've been grafted in as a disciple. Therefore, you're a follower of Christ. So you should always, the Bible says, never cease from praying. We should always be praying in our known tongue as well as in unknown for those that you know are at that level of maturity, spiritual maturity. But right now, I think with all this chaos and stuff going on, it's very important to pray for our nation, pray for those that are in positions of power, whether we agree or not. The Lord is still capable of turning hearts. Don't ever sleep on that. Because what we see is one thing, but what God has already planned and scripted out is another. And so let's not be fooled by the circumstances that appear to be in the natural, because on the other end of that, in the spiritual realm, the Lord is still moving mightily right now. I do believe that because here we are in the greatest land still, and we are able to say that we have been blessed beyond measure. And that's not by coincidence. This nation used to call upon the name of the Lord up until the last, you know, 30, 40 years or since they removed prayer from schools in the 50 in the 60s, I believe it was. And of course, the nation has been downhill. We are a basically immoral <laughs> nation at this point, but it is it is what it is. But there's still some light amongst the darkness in this world. And so those are tuned in. If you're a believer, you are the light of the world, salt of the earth. And uh, it's our job to provide some flavor out here. So with that being the case, people on to bow, you know, if you want to bow your heads with me real quick, let's end on a good note of prayer and just basically give props to where they do. That's the good Lord up above. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to have gathered tonight to connect and to talk about the natural elements of what's happening around us. But yet we're not going to hang our hats on all that information because it's not the final word. You have the final word. And in the spirit realm, we believe that your power is at work in our lives, on our on our behalf, as well as through us. And we ask that you, Father, right now will bless those in positions of leadership over your people and give them wisdom and insight and allow them to operate in righteousness and not in evil. Turn their hearts in accordance. If not, get them out of position of power and put people, men and women of God, into those positions to lead this nation and this world. Lord, we ask that you allow everyone that's tuned in right now to be tapped in and dialed into their unique gifting so that they can serve and add more to the body. Father, it's all about bringing fruit into the body, which is other souls. We ask that you turn our hearts, allow us to draw upon your strength to reach out to others and help expand your kingdom that's here on earth in the spirit realm. We thank you in advance for all you have done. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, people, that's all she wrote. <laughs> that is all she wrote. And I really enjoy being able to just end on some good news. The Lord is king. He's on the throne. 
All right, people, be blessed, be safe. I will see you on the flip side. Peace.